scope creep. It usually starts with your customer saying, you know what else we need? Or that other thing, that's included, right? And it ends with someone being disappointed, either you or your customer. You want to know how to avoid it? Listen up. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another technology broadcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Technology Bradcast. Today, we're going to be talking about scope creep, the dreaded scope creep. Now, scope creep, in its simplest form, is a situation that occurs when the scope of a project starts to expand well beyond what you intended. If it's happened to you, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, and if it hasn't happened to you, it will. It happens to everyone in service industries, and it's awful. There's no good way to get out of scope creep. So let's do things to avoid it before it even starts, right? Okay, first of all, let's talk about how scope creep even happens, because if you understand how it happens, you can avoid it. It happens when you do one of four things, and we're gonna hit each of them. First, it happens when you have no statement of work. Sometimes you won't have a statement of work because you figure that a job is small and it doesn't need a statement of work. And I, in fact, just did a podcast on that. So if you think that's a good thing, tune back to the uh, podcast that I just did and listen to it because it's not a good thing. Scope creep can happen when the scope of a project seems to be obvious and it doesn't require a description. So you don't provide one. Let me tell you something. I have never seen a job too small or so obvious that statements of work can be avoided. Why? Well, let's take a simple task. Let's say you're going to install a network printer, right? That sounds simple enough. You go in, you install the printer on the network, you're done, you're good to go. Then the client says, hmm, we can print to that printer from mobile devices, right? Or we can do web-based printing from that, right? Or, or we can do Bluetooth to that printer, right? You see where I'm going with this, right? Suddenly, the job involves thinking of every combination or permutation of every employee's needs, and it involves making sure that the printer can handle every situation, mobile or otherwise. Did you intend for that to happen? Did you bill for it? Probably not, but you're stuck, right? You're stuck because you thought the job was small, so you didn't define the parameters. And that sucks for you. Or maybe you're going to now break the bad news to your client who totally thought that all of the issues he came up with would be included in this installation job. I can tell you that situation, which is just a basic installation, won't end well. Let's talk about the next situation. Scope creep can happen if you have a statement of work that uses general terms like, uh, we will work until you're satisfied or until the project meets your reasonable satisfaction. When do you think those kinds of projects end? I mean, are you really placing the end date at a precise time when your client's reasonable satisfaction is achieved? Here's the thing. It will never be achieved when you think it should be. It will go on and on. It will go much longer and it will cost you. I mean, I just got done reviewing a statement of work in which a client, uh, an MSP that's providing its services to a longtime customer, wrote the following. 
under the under the scope of services. Install Windows 10 Pro on computers. Assist with phone number porting. Provide rules and policies for acceptable use and privacy. Now think about those. Install Windows on computers? How many computers? What are we talking? Where are these computers? Assist with phone number porting? Are we talking about now, in the future? What if the client gets wants to add more numbers later on? Is that included? What if the client wants to add more phone numbers in the future? Is that included? Is that covered? Provide rules and policies for acceptable use and privacy? What does that mean? Are we talking about email use, application use, workplace privacy, confidentiality of files? Ambiguity abounds in this kind of thing, and you're going to be the one to have to clear it up. Don't get caught in that situation because you're not going to be able to bill for it or you're going to have to break news that you are going to bill for it and that won't work out either. So get your terms straight. Don't be ambiguous. Next situation. Scope creep can happen when you don't make it clear that a service is a flat fee or you don't make it clear that it's a time and materials basis. How many times have you given an estimate in a proposal and then the customer thinks that the estimate is a ceiling right? The, the price is a ceiling and it won't go higher. How many times have you quoted a flat fee and then you assume that the customer understood that the flat fee covers your labor, but it doesn't include costs and expenses? That's a form of scope creep called price creep. And it requires you to either do the work for free or demand more money from your client later on. And neither is a good situation to be in. The last scope creep example, you didn't properly scope your project and now you're underwater as far as the project is concerned. Take your time to scope out a project. Remember, whatever you put in or do not put in the scope, right, in your statement of work, that's going to have a major impact on your performance. If you think that the cost of labor or supplies or hardware is likely to go up, then make sure that reality is addressed in your statement of work. If you think that you may want to raise your prices in an ongoing project or service, then make sure you can do that. My advice, think like the customer. Ask yourself, what would the customer expect? And is that expectation addressed in my proposal, in my statement of work? Now, you don't have to think of every contingency, but think of the obvious and maybe somewhat less obvious ones. For example, if you say, we will remove malware from your system. Think about the situation in which malware occurs. Think about what your customer might read that to mean. Can you remove all malware? If the system is crypto-locked, will you be able to recover the system? Would it require uncorrupted backup files to recover the system? Of course, those realities need to be addressed. They're pretty obvious. So address them. Address those situations. Make it clear that not all malware can be removed. And while you'll do your best, you can't guarantee removal. Make it clear that complete recovery could, not, could, it could require a backup. And if the backup isn't in existence or if it's corrupted, then recovery might not be possible. Set expectations so your client doesn't say, look, you promised removal and you can't do it. So, you know, I guess you'll do some sort of forensic recovery now, right? Or you're going to bring in a tech team, right? At your cost. I mean, that's what we need. So I assume that's what's included since you said removal. There's your scope creep, right? Avoid it. Now, listen, here's how you're going to avoid scope creep in the future. First, properly scope your project. 
take your time to do this. A few extra minutes of due diligence can avoid hours, days, even weeks of scope creep related services, services that you won't be paid for. So avoid that. Scope the project. Second, write the project in a statement of work and make sure the parameters of the project are clear. If something is being done on a time and materials basis, then say that. Say, this is a time and materials agreement, not a fixed or flat fee. If any estimated costs are included in this statement of work, then they are estimates only. Actual costs may be higher. That sets expectations. It eliminates creep. If your services are going to impact specific equipment, then say that. List the equipment. If there are exclusions that you know you must exclude, then say the following things are specifically excluded or out of scope and list them. Build those fences now. Build them because you may need to rely on them in the future. Finally, read your statement of work as if you were the customer. Think of the realities that your customer is going to face. Think of what your customer would ask you. Think of what your customer would say if those realities actually came to pass. Then look at your statement of work and ask yourself, have I addressed them? Have I addressed those realities? If you haven't, then do it. Otherwise, you're going to end up addressing them in the context of scope expansion. Expansion that will go far beyond what you anticipated and what your fee was intended to cover. All right, I hope this helps you minimize the dreaded scope creep situation and allows you to focus on what you do best, making money. You have questions? You want us to review your statements of work for potential scope creep? You know where to find us. Info at bradleygross.com or call us at 954-217-6225. We'll see you on the next Technology Bradcast.